Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Help me welcome our internet family, if you would. Welcome. Glad you're with us tonight. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Ah. Then I get all weepy. When I get weepy, I got to blow my nose and I'm standing up in front of here. So tell your neighbor, Merry Christmas. And we're back. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Good deal. Well, um, we're going to look at an important subject tonight. It's one of the major themes of the New Testament. That doesn't just make it a subject of a book. It means that that is a, a focal issue of God Almighty. And uh, what a need we have. And that is the need of peace. Peace. Um, I would encourage you sometime this week. Next week, read in Luke chapter 2 and read kind of uh, what we call the the Christmas story. And um, I'm just going to drop into it tonight. And there's there's some shepherds. Everybody say shepherds. And um, just common people that really did not have a lot of clout within the community or so forth. And they're out doing their job at night. You know the story. And they're keeping watch over their sheep. And then a snowman, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, I got my stories mixed up. Um, and then an angel appeared. How many of you know that might startle you just a bit, you know? And the angel didn't just appear. I mean, there is a blast of, of glorious light. So it's not just something that you would see. It would be something you would feel. Um, I don't want to get spooky here, but we have spiritual realm of heaven actually in breaking into this natural realm. And that's significant. And in this moment, suddenly an angel comes through, light comes through, and these shepherds are like, dude. (laughs) And... That's not exactly what, what they said. Joining the angel all of a sudden was a host of heaven. Uh, some people have said it was like a choir. And again, this is an inbreaking of the heavenly realm into earth. And that's what had to happen. And with the angel, this heavenly choir, so to speak, Um, it's actually like an army declares some things. And I want to look here in Luke chapter 2, and here's essentially what they said, and I want to get to this point here, Luke 2, verse 14. They said, glory to God in the highest. And see, I think they're positioned right now between heaven and earth, okay? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, that's where we are, peace. Everybody just say it, peace. Goodwill toward men. There's a whole lot in that. We want to center up on this right here on earth. Peace. 
peace on earth. Peace on earth. And let me just go ahead and point this out, and then we're going to build a case on this. There is no peace on earth. But there is a peace that comes from heaven that we can have while we're on earth. Okay? So let's look at some things here tonight. Look around in your life. Just think about it. In the world, in your neighborhood, maybe in your house, on the news. Alicia and I were talking earlier today about the news. How many of you know the news is just off the chain? Can I tell you my take why? One of the reasons why? Some of you will remember this. Years ago, you got news at 6 o'clock and 11. And they had to say, what are the big stories? And they had to be real refined and exact on that. And then suddenly we get cable, constant, nonstop, CNN, constant, negative news. That's what that means. I'm pretty sure. And here's the thing. The Proverbs tells us that when there's an abundance of words, sin is present. Now, I don't care where you are. You just keep talking, you're going to sin. And so now there's this pressure because you have to have sponsors and you have to have advertisers and it's all about money and it's about agendas and all of those things. And so just constantly we have to talk, we have to talk, we have to talk. And there are people that are news junkies and just sit and watch and watch and watch and watch and watch. And so now we're so far away from anybody just telling us what happened. And what the situation is. So now it's so overlaid, convoluted, woven in, you know, riding on a wave of abundance of words. And the scripture is clear. Scripture is clear. When there's a multitude of words, sin's right there. Sin's right there. What is sin? Sin's missing the mark. It's missing the mark. And so we're missing the mark. So, you know, what do we do? If you're trying to live your life by, I wonder what the news is going to say so I can live my life, forget it. Forget it. Pay attention. Know what's going on in the world. Find out ways to get pieces of the news so you can definitely keep up, you know. But ultimately, we need to know big picture. Everybody say big picture. And in 2018, we're going to do a number of series that we're going to help us just look at the big picture. Um, I'm going to do one series where we're going to go through the whole Bible. I'm going to explain the whole Bible in seven weeks. We're going to have seven weeks because I want you to know the big picture. And you're going to come and you're going to bring all your little friends. Okay? And uh, because it, that's, that's what's going to help us with this. So let's read this again. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. But look around you. Look around you in your world, your neighborhood, and on the news. And here is the conclusion. There's, there's no peace on earth. Let me give you a little list. Don't worry. I've got good news coming up. Okay? Broken lives. Broken families, debt, pressure, war, rumors of war, disasters, crime, genocide, famine, abortion, human trafficking, terror, political division, corruption, addiction, 
domestic violence, tragedy, grief. That's probably enough. You get the point. There's, there's no peace on earth. There's no peace on earth. So was the angel and the choir wrong then? Were they wrong? No, you've just got to get the perspective on this, where it's coming from, where it's coming from. Now, peace is not found here naturally. It does not grow here. It's not indigenous here. And I'll say this a little bit later, but peace on earth is like air on Mars. It's just not there. But you can take it with you. Okay? We'll talk more about that in just a few moments. So peace is a supplement. Peace is imported. It gets shipped in. And you need to be a container. Okay, of the peace. Uh, It is said that the world only has substitutes for peace. And I love this saying. The world only has substitutes for peace. And we only have peace because we had a substitute. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Now, peace comes from God. He is the source of peace. Time after time in Scripture, he's called the God of peace and the God of all peace. And Jesus is referred to as the Prince of Peace. In John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not like the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. So let's watch this. And we've talked about this a number of times over the years. But let's just get the flow of peace here, okay? So the first is this. You have to have peace with God. So understand, first of all, peace comes from God. But if there's going to be peace, you have to have peace with God. Now, I want to give you the gospel just in a thumbnail, in a nutshell, okay? We can't have peace with God because he's holy and we're sinful. So Jesus came and took our sin on himself nailed it to the tree, to the cross, took it out of the way, and it's through what Jesus did, Romans 5, 1, through what Jesus did, he made peace for us with God. So this is, and and I don't care, you can compare anything with this, the greatest thing you can ever, ever have is a relationship with God. And that is not possible without Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He's the only way to the Father. He's the door. He's the only one who made our peace with God. So first of all, if there's going to be peace in your life, and let's just talk about you to start with, okay? If there's going to be peace in your life, you've got to be peace with God. Your peace with God is not determined upon your, your perfection, your performance. You know, it, it's about your heart. It's about your trust in his grace and mercy to you. When you have peace with God, then you can have peace with self. Peace with self. You know, I can, I can be all right with me when I'm forgiven. When I know God has forgiven me. So many people are eat up with guilt and shame and, and so many things that they just can't be at peace with themselves. There's so many attacks on your identity and who you are. That's been an attack since the garden you know, um, peace with self. There's so many people that have to, have to numb self or keep self busy or distracted because I, I just don't have 
peace. We need peace. So when I have peace with God, then I can have peace with myself. Now here's the next part. Then is peace with others. Peace with others. Now I was joking around Thanksgiving because I was telling people all of Alicia's family was going to come, you know, for Thanksgiving. And they said, what's that going to be like? And I said, you can do anything for a day. It's a joke. We had a good time. But peace with others, you know, we're in a holiday season. You're going to be with some folks. You know, that weird uncle and the mean grandpa or whoever, you know. And uh, peace with others. Well, here's the thing. We can do a little temporary whatever. It's like new roommates in college. Oh, you're awesome. Isn't this great? We're roommates. And then day two, you're a slob. (laughs) Could you be quiet, you know, or whatever. So peace with others. But ideally, we're always going to have issues with others. We're always going to have issues with ourselves. But the more that we have the peace with God, then peace with self, then I'm going to be able to have peace with others. Because if I'm not at peace with myself, I cannot for any duration at all have peace with others. Hurt people, hurt people. Offended people, offend people. Sour people, offended people. You know, and it goes on and on and on. James, in the book of James chapter 4, it says, Where do wars and fightings come from among you, with others, Do they not come from war and conflict within you? So I've got to get peace with myself. The more I'm at peace with myself, the greater grace I'm going to be able to have that I can be at peace with others. Amen. Now, the internal affects and determines the external. Let's look at a number of things here. Peace is not the absence of problems, pressure, or stress. Now, we feel peaceful when there's the absence of problems, pressure, stress. Y'all are looking at me weird. Do y'all know what problems, pressure, and stress are? (laughs) Come on. Come on. Get Anybody know what? Okay, let's let's go a little bit further. How many of you, even just this week or maybe today, you've been feeling problems, pressure, stress, worry? Okay. And the antidote for that, of course, is peace. But peace is not just the absence of those. Peace is there in the presence of those things. Okay, that's what real real peace is. Peace springs from hope right in the middle of problems and pressure and stress. Look at John chapter 16, verse 33. It's from the Amplified Bible. And Jesus is speaking, and he says, I have told you these things, and he shared some things about what was going to be coming up. I've told you these things so that in me, everybody say, in me. me. And he's talking about Jesus is saying, in me, in Jesus, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, everybody say, "In in the world. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Notice tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. That's in the world. In him, perfect peace. 
in the world, tribulation and trials and distress distress and frustration. Jesus says, but, you've got that in the world, but be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I, Jesus, have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Now, amen. Let's give him praise for that. Leave this up a minute if you would. I've deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Um, there's a ride in, um, well, there's several rides, different parks, but in Animal Kingdom. And it's a dinosaur kind of ride. And there's some T-Rexes and Velociraptors or however you say that. Huh? Yeah, that. That was not in my doctoral program, okay? Or I would. And um, here's the thing. And you ride on this Jeep thing, and it's really rough, and you're going all around, and they're all of a sudden, they're just right here. And here's the thing. I can go on that ride because I know it's not actually going to hurt me. Did you all hear me? It's not actually, the, the what? Velociraptors are not going to hurt me. Can't get me. And so Jesus is saying there's all kinds of scary, dangerous things here. He said, but I want you to be, I want you to take courage. Be certain, be undaunted. You're okay. You're okay. I'm going to see you all the way through it. Does this this mean that we're not going to have any problems, pressure, stress, setbacks, tragedies, anything like that? No, no. We're going to have that just by virtue of being here. But in the long run, in the big picture, ultimately he's deprived it of the power that can harm us. Amen. That keeps us at peace. Peace also does not come from ignoring truth. Some people just, I have no problems, I don't want to think about it, you know, and and that's their effort to get to peace. Um, It's, peace does not come by ignoring your reality. It's actually in your reality, during your reality. That's where God lives. That's where God works and moves in your life. Look in Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. Read the next line with me. A very present help in trouble. So if you have trouble, this Old Testament Hebrew word is the word velociraptor. (laughs) But this this has to do with pressure uh, uh, pressing against you, tightness restriction. So what happens when we have pressure, problems, conflict, those things going on, guess who's with us? God is with us. He is with us. Just go ahead and say it. He is with us. Look at this in Isaiah 57, incredible passage here. Isaiah 57. I'm going to read it out of the message paraphrase. I would encourage you to read it in some other ones later. A message from the high and towering God who lives in eternity, whose name is holy. He says, I live in the high and holy place, but also with the low spirited and the spirit crushed. Go ahead. 
And what I do is put new spirit in them, get them up and on their feet again. So the God, the God who lives in the high and holy place among cherubim and, and seraphim also chooses to dwell among the crushed and the depressed and those that are grieving and those that are, you know, ruin things themselves. God is present in our reality. Okay, he is present in our reality. Peace does not come from ignoring reality. And here's a point right here. Your reality will move you. Your reality will move you. It is up to you to decide where it moves you. Does it move you to despair and hopelessness and self-preservation and fear and crisis mechanisms that are actually destructive for you? Or do you let your reality move you to the Prince of Peace, to some hope, to some help? You must pay attention to those moments when you're feeling that trouble, that pressure, that disappointment, that shock. It's going to move you. It's going to move you. Where is it going to move you? It would ideally like to move you to brokenness, to move you toward hopelessness. And what you must do in those times is make sure that you are doing everything you can against the stream to move in the right direction toward the Prince of Peace. Reality, our reality in life, our problems, our pressures should bring us back to God. It should bring us back to God. I've had some things this week. I do not stand before you today and uh, I have no problems, no concerns. No, I've I've had some tough things already this week. I've had some things I've just had to go to God, but thank God I know to go to God. But it moves you. Um, your reality does that, and what, it, what you need to let it do when you're feeling like, I don't know what I'm going to do about this, and wow, that hurt, and, and whatever it would be, you've got to let it move you to God move you to God. Remember the prodigal son, Luke chapter 15, I think it is. And when it was his reality that made him go back home. When he had, he had the money, he had the inheritance, he went to town and he partied. And because he had the money, he had who? Friends. And then when the money Ran out. Who else ran out? The friends. And then he's left, you know, and he, he comes to himself, the scripture said. You know what that is? It's a reckoning with his reality. And he said, what am I even doing here? And he knew where to go back to. And it's a beautiful picture that Jesus uh, outlines for us of a, of a loving, accepting heavenly father. Let your reality bring you back to God. Now listen carefully. Reality is what moves us. And Luke tells us in the book of Luke, Jesus is crying over Jerusalem at one point. And he says this. He said, oh, that you knew the things that would make for your peace. That's my heart for you tonight, is that you would know the things that make for your peace. In Luke chapter 1, verse 79, he talks about, uh, there's prophetic word coming and it's talking about, how you would be guided into the path of peace. But I want to clarify this concerning 
having peace. With a lack of peace, and I believe God built it into us. It's almost like if you don't have peace, you're going to try to fill up with something. Some of you, and don't raise your hand right now, but some of you, before you came into a relationship with God, there was a lack of peace that you were constantly trying to fill. You try to fill it with people, with stuff, with activities, with music. Got to be loud. Got to get going. Got to numb myself. Got to hang out with them. Got to get there. Got to be with them. Whatever it would be, we're trying to fill something. And actually, it is a hunger for peace. And what the hunger for peace actually is, is a hunger for God. A hunger for peace is a hunger for God. We are wired that way, and ultimately what it does, it drives us to God. You need to pay attention. I wish we had meters. I wish we had gauges somewhere. Sometimes I wish some of them were up here so others could say, I see what your problem is. <laughs> but if we could just see, why am I acting that? Why am I grumpy at them? Why am I, why am I drawn toward this? Why? And, and a lot of times it's this, it's this lack of peace. And what you need to let the lack of peace do is drive you to God. Now, Jesus said, I wish you knew the things that make for your peace. And there are things that you do that will help you, but understand this. It's not so much things that you do, it's where you go. And by the things you do, it takes you to God. For example, your reality moves you, and if it moves you in the right way, if you will move in the right direction with it, you'll pray. That's one of the things. Everybody say pray. You'll get into God's word. Um, You'll cry out. You'll seek his face. You'll declare some things. This afternoon, I was declaring some promises of Scripture over my life in a situation. You'll sing. You'll sit in his presence. You'll get with other believers in worship. Did, did tonight, did worship, did that not lift you up, you know? You'll lift your hands. I did that. I was doing that in my office before I came down here. I just took a moment, and I just reached out. Now, is it the actual physical move of me extending my hands? There, peace. No, no, that's a thing that I will do, but it's just a step on the path. It's not just the things we do. It's where those things take us. It's where we go with this. And these are the things and the disciplines that we have and apply ourselves toward that take us to God. Amen. Now, so were the angels wrong? Or did we maybe misunderstand something about what peace on earth really is? Peace on earth is not freedom from hostilities. Peace on earth is not everybody getting along. You do know that's not going to happen until heaven. Peace on earth is not all is quiet and calm. It's not world peace. Rather, peace is two things at least that I want to show you just real quick tonight. First, peace is undisturbed. When you have peace... You're undisturbed. How many of you know there are some things that are disturbing? (laughs) How many of you have had people or things or events disturb you? Okay. So to be undisturbed, we have to have a supplement. We have to have this peace, this imported peace from heaven. Because storms and news and life and stuff are disturbing and upsetting. But when we have the peace of God... We are undisturbed in the middle of something disturbing. In Philippians chapter 4, and we won't go there tonight, and and I said at the outset of this message tonight, 
peace is one of the major Bible themes. We are barely scratching in just a little bit into all that would be covered with peace. What I'm wanting to do, though, is let you know where it's at. Let you know where it's at. And then you just head toward that place, that person, and get your peace. But in Philippians chapter 4, it talks about a brand of peace, get this, that passes understanding. Everybody say passes understanding. What does that mean? That means that a person looking at the situation would say, I don't understand why you would have peace. With what just happened, with what's going on, I don't understand why you would have peace. But see, we have a peace that's not from here. We have a peace that's from above. And it's a brand of peace that passes understanding. We can have it in the middle of a situation that really, I don't understand how you could even have peace. And here's what the peace does too. It guards your heart and it guards your mind. That kind of peace. Now, just as I said earlier, peace on earth is like air on Mars. It is not there. It is not there. But here's the thing. You can bring it with you. You can bring it with you. So we can, in and of ourselves, you know, there may not be peace at your job site. There may not be peace, you know, where you're going to go for the holidays or whatever. Guess what? You can, it's self-contained. You can take it with you. And you can remain undisturbed. Now, another meaning of this word would be wholeness. Wholeness. Go to the next one, please. Wholeness. There we go. Everybody say wholeness. The Old Testament Hebrew word for peace is shalom. Everybody say shalom. Where's Rose? If you greet precious Rose here, she's going to say shalom to you. And you're like, what on earth is that lady saying to me? Shalom is the peace of God. And it really means this, a sense of nothing missing and nothing broken. Now, there may be things missing and broken, but you can have a sense, an overriding sense of wholeness, that there's nothing missing, nothing broken. You're fully aware there's things missing, there's nothing, and and things missing and things broken. But what we can have is a brand of peace that gives us a sense of wholeness on the inside. Thankful for that. The Message Bible for Isaiah 9, where it it refers to Jesus as the Prince of Peace, the Message Bible renders it the Prince of Wholeness. I love that. So peace on earth is not world peace. It's personal peace. It's internal peace. And it can be self-contained. So as we wrap up tonight, how can I get this peace? How can I get this peace? Go ahead and ask that question, please. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Look with me in Luke chapter 2, verse 15. When the angels had returned to heaven, remember we talked about that at the beginning. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Who told them about it? The Lord through angels and and so many things happening here. So here's what they did. They heard, they believed, 
They said, let's go and check this out. Let's go see this thing. And they went and they found, and the Bible says they came back rejoicing because what they had been told was real. Now get this. God does everything based on a principle following a pattern. I just want to throw that out to you and then I'll I'll illustrate quickly. God does everything according to a principle and follows a pattern. Let me let you in on one, okay? If you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Do you believe that? Is that predictable? Okay? He illustrates that and offers that time and time again. He, He says this, if you seek You'll find. If you ask, if, it, if you knock, it'll be open to you. God does everything based on a principle following a pattern. And here's the thing. He's, he set these guys up. Think about that first Christmas. That first Christmas, God gave prophecy. He gave signs. He gave directions. He gave stars. He gave angels. He did all these things, why? To help them find the newborn king, to help them find the prince of peace. So you know what I believe? He will help you find the prince of peace. So whatever's going on in your life or whatever comes up in your life, don't don't just despair. Don't just uh, give up. And I, I know stories in this place tonight of things that people are going through right now. And I want to tell you that it's going to move you. It moves you. Every one of you, when things happen, it moves you. And you want to make sure that you move in the right place. Don't move to despair. Don't move to hopelessness. Don't move to reverting back to those old crisis mechanisms and anger and whatever else. Move to God. It's not so much the things you do. It's where you go and you go to God. That's where your peace comes from. Well, I don't know where to find him. I'm promising you based on God's principles and patterns that if you just holler out, that's a word, holler out to God, God, I want you, I want the Prince of Peace, and you set your heart and your mind to that. If he helped shepherds, he, I mean, they could not have missed. We've got stars and angels and everything else to get them there. I'm promising you, he will help you find him. If you seek him, you will find him. If you knock, it will be opened. If it, Draw near, he will draw near. There is no peace on earth. There is a peace that comes from God. It's found in him. We are carriers of it. Stay full of that peace. Do the things that make for your peace. But understand when you do those things, when you get up tomorrow, and I'm just assuming everybody's going to do this. When you get up in the morning and you bow before a holy God, And when you spend a little time in his word, and when you take a moment and lift up your hands to him, and when you say to him, you're God and I'm not, and you made me and I did not make myself, and you take care of me because you care for me. I'm the sheep of your pasture. I'm yours today. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Lord God, my redeemer, surround me today and help me today. I give you this day 
Start that way. Now, all those things, did that, did that give me peace? Secondarily, it did because it took me to him. It got me focused on him, helps me to move to him. Load up with peace, and then throughout the day, and I wish Apple Watches or something would say, you're low on peace. <laughs> Listen, you know what to do, and you know where to go. You're not going to find it. I think if I binge watch on TV, that will bring me peace. I think if I eat this, that will bring me peace. How many of you know later you just feel cruddy? And then especially if you binge watch and eat that, then you really, <laughs> right? Right? Hey, and I put all those things in the right place. But listen, we can't live without peace, and yet it's not here. We have to get it from God. He's the God of all peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And if you seek him, you'll find him. Amen. Amen. Do you get anything at all out of this tonight? Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.